Welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's J Train Jerry coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for enjoying this great show. Thank you for telling a, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and letting them know about this great show. Make it your Instagram story, all that good stuff to spread the word if we've helped you. If we, you know, there's an exchange of goods for services. We put out a product and you share it, and that I consider payment. That's a beautiful thing. That's always good when people give and take. We love that. And I, and I want to thank you for watching the special, 37 and Single. It is out on Netflix. Make sure you go watch it. Share that. Enjoy that. I'm also on the road. We'll get through the road dates quickly. It is a completely different hour from the special. So if you've seen the special, if you're bringing someone who hasn't seen it, they're saving it, they don't want to repeat the jokes, it doesn't matter. You can go watch it, enjoy it, have fun with it on your own time, and then come to the live show because this Thursday, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. There's about 100 seats left. 100. That's it. And they're going quick, baby. 100 seats left in Atlanta, Georgia that I'm going to be in Huntington, Long Island. I have never been to Huntington, Long Island. I'm excited. Everyone's saying it's the hot spot. I've been hearing such good things. Every time you say Huntington, Long Island, they go, oh, no, you don't even know. There's so much going on there. Well, you know what's going on there? On September 29th, your boy J-Train telling the funnies. Bring the family. All the jokes are about family. It's all about family family. So you're going to love it. Your mama, your papa, your sister, your brother, and friends, you're going to be sitting there hitting your dad being like, he's talking about you, you fucking piece of shit. So I'm coming to Seattle. Seattle, the first show sold out. Second show, there's tickets available. Charlotte is coming around the corner. Philadelphia added a second show. Took a chance here. The first one sold out. Added a second. We are less, uh, we're about a month away. And then I'm coming to Syracuse. Just added to the calendar. Syracuse, New York. Ring that bell, Shelby. Let us know about Syracuse. Washington, D.C. Added a second show. Baltimore, Dania Beach, Portland, Phoenix, San Diego, Boston. Second show added. Chicago, second show added. Beautiful thing. We love it. JaredFree.com for tickies. JaredFree.com for tickies. JaredFree.com for the tickets. Very excited about today's guest, hilarious comic. He has a one-man show, and it's at the Under St. Mark's Theater here in New York City. It's October 5th, 7th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So these are limited dates. You want to get a ticket right now. Graham K., thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jared. And my show is also about family. It's about oh. uh, it's it, The show is called Pete and Me, and it's a uh, non-depressing look at autism and family. Always so, good when we have to let people know this isn't going to be depressing. Please come. Yes. You know, it's a always a good show. sign yeah. when you're well, like, okay, I know what you're thinking right away. This is going to depress you. No, 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 no. We're yeah. going to talk about autism yeah. in a fun way. Now, it's about you and your brother, and your brother is autistic. This is uh, what the show is about, I- I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. He he does have autism. I'm not making it up. Mm. You know, other people make up That'd be up pretty stuff. evil. <laughs> yeah <laughs> people i've like like called club bookers i know and been like can i put on this show at your yeah. club people who like normally are like yeah yeah we'll have you and then they're like yeah but are you making fun of him right i guess that's the first question i i i, I wouldn't think that you would make this up i i that would my first thought is like What's the discussion between you and your brother about this show that you're putting together? Like, how does that, you know, do you tell one joke about your brother and then you see that he likes it? How, how does it start? You know, 
Well, he's not in the show, but I do. I just basically talk about what it's like growing up when your sibling is severely disabled. No mm-hmm. one ever talks about that. No one ever talks about what the sibling side of it, the kind of uh, sacrifices you have to make growing up, which is fine. You're you're happy to do it, but it's tough mm-hmm. at the time when you're nine to learn about sacrifice, to learn that for the rest of your life, your parents are going to devote all their attention to this person. And and it's nobody's fault. You just have to accept it. Um, right. You know, and it's things personal like to you. That's the that's the thing that people kind of forget, like stand up yeah. comedy when it's done right. And like I talk about my mom and dad a lot in this show. And, you know, I don't there was not one moment where I was like, what will my mom think? Because it's all my opinion. It's my side of the that's story. Right. It's my yeah. it's from my lens and my viewpoint so i could understand where you're saying here i'm just this is just me as the brother i'm not speaking for my brother i'm not speaking for my parents i'm speaking for myself from this angle of this you know can't three camera shoot i'm one camera on this sitcom that is our family yeah that's you you got it exactly a lot of the only people like the people who the only people that have a problem with it most people don't Mm. are people who don't have a disability in their family. Mm-hmm. Everyone who has a disability in their family is like, yes, thank you. And people with dis- disabilities come out to the show. They who have autism, they are not insulted by it because it's not a mean show. It's about love. It's basically me grappling with, um, you know, my parents are 75. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to move back to Canada. I live in New York. You know, my whole life, I wanted to be Jerry in the show Seinfeld, like have his life as a comedian. And I have that now, you know, and uh, I'm a professional comedian. I have a nice apartment. I have a car. I got a bunch of wacky friends. I'm on TV mm-hmm. once or twice a year. That's all it's, you know, and I might have to give that all up to move back to Canada, take care of my brother in the next little while. Um, also, my my ex didn't want to have a kid with me because my my brother has autism and three times the likely chance that I would have a child with autism. That, that. So that, that was a part of the breakup. You know, the, yeah. you're going to get a lot of emails about dating and relationships. How does that come up? You know, how does that conversation start? And again, like, like, you know, as things do, they start with like one little thing. Like again, I'll, I'll make it my, myself. Like when I start talking about my parents and my family, Starts with one joke that I really like telling, and then it turns into, oh, well, yeah. there's this other thing, and this other thing. That's like most conversations. So you're with someone how long? Uh, you know, we lived together uh, just over two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you know, after about six months, you start asking each other these questions. Right. But then you're in love, so if the you don't get the right answer, you just sort of muscle through it and, you know, try right. and lie to yourself and you go, well, it took so long to find this person. I'm 400 years old. I should probably, you know, I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. I'll right. convince this person. And you kind of just sit in it. And then you both kind of have a mild panic attack brewing for the next year until it explodes. Now, um, what is, which you know, is healthy. The, sure. <laughs> we, we all like a good explosion of the heart what yes. uh what i mean but i'm saying i guess i'm wondering maybe i'm not as uh open with the people i date 
that early, but you say, you know, hey, what do you think about kids? And they're like, I, of course I want kids. And then you say, well, actually, my, you know, just so you know, do you say it there? Like, is that part of that talk? I, I you know, well, like, it, I don't, think, I have you just this... sort of just don't, you don't kind of, I never, I don't bring it up that way. I just, I right. think they get to know your family and he's a pretty big part of my life. I talk to him every single day. He calls sure. me every morning. He's my alarm clock every morning. Uh, what time does he call? Out of it. He calls at 10 a.m. Yeah. And because uh, I sleep in. So I want to I try and get up between nine and ten. So yeah. He's my safety safety valve. And uh, every morning out of a dead sleep, I FaceTime a man in his 30s and we pretend that we are Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. So she kind of figured it out that there's just a man I'm talking to who uh, who's right. pretending well, to. I would be assume Ernie. she. So <laughs> hey, what's happening? What's the sketch <laughs> sketch you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Don't look I, at me. But I'm saying, I guess I, I guess to me that seems like a, a a you know, to me that feels like an extreme reason to end a relationship. I don't know why. You know, from the out and I, again, that's from the outside looking in. So I don't know. You know it, how it is. It it totally broke my heart, and I was really angry. Like, why wouldn't she want someone like my brother? But to be fair, um, you know, this is somebody who wasn't sure they ever wanted kids. Okay, you know, so the- is very. I don't mind saying this because she's open about it, but has depression. You know, tight. You know, worries about postpartum has been dealt with pretty badly with depression in the past and um so she's kind of just looking out for herself mm-hmm. in a way and well i guess like most breakups sucks, but but uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt but like most breakups it's generally not one thing you just named you know a no whole... no it's all her fault and i've done nothing wrong <laughs> right and i'm very good i'm a good guy yeah. sure yeah, i have no Listen, faults no are you faults. single now yes but but it's, it's, what, not, it's not because I have no faults. No, no um, listen. I mean, do you, is when do you bring up the relationship with your brother? Like, I, I guess, like, I'm asking this question only because the early. show I, is about this. But I, like, I don't know. I bring up my relationship with my brother on a first date, but I that would be a different type of conversation, of course. No, I mean, I just I just let it happen organically. I, yeah. you know, they go like. If you have any siblings and I'll say yes and they say how old and I'll I'll say thirty nine and then mm-hmm. they'll say uh what does he do for a living and I'll say he works six hours a week as a janitor mm-hmm. um and they'll be like oh uh, and then um I'll have to explain <laughs> why that that's well, actually a huge success for us that he's doing well that. I, I if someone <laughs> said i'm i'm like thinking if i'm in the other seat and someone said like i were you know my brother works six hours a week as a janitor i would go good for that like i would be i wouldn't be like what's going on here i don't know if i would be that way yeah. well i mean i use that as an example but there's other things like um the Bert and ernie thing is pretty good i i think that's yeah a yeah, good way to uh, slow what's going on s- slow roll what's going on right but maybe yeah. you know my brother and i do fun things too <laughs> yeah well uh i hope it, i hope it's like that that'd be pretty adorable just two neurotypical men just pretending they're yeah, I mean, we play uh, fantasy football and talk about other men who play football all the time. So, I mean, that's a little if you get to, you know, to the to the brass tax of it of, you know, if you really think about what we're talking about, it's really nothing. 
Yeah, it's not a huge leap. That's a good point. The more I like, like when I, I like to think about my brother, like he's got like, uh, he's a man in his thirties. Mm-hmm. He uh, gets lonely sometimes. He's like single. anybody. He drinks a little bit too much, but doesn't have a huge problem. He probably eats too much red meat. Um, but he lives on his own. You know, needs some help now and again. It's pretty much every, you know, every second 30-something guy. Right. I mean, like, that doesn't sound so different. And that's every single guy in his late 30s, to tell you the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah. Needs a little help. Yeah. Can't get to the wedding with, like... The right suit on, like that's me, that's right. you know. Like yeah, yeah. so, well, needs, listen, we needs his mom to, right, uh, to I say, mean, "Don't wear Crocs to the wedding." So this is going to be a very relatable show for people to go watch. Um, yeah. But uh, again, what's the difference? What would you say? Like, is, is there like is there meant to be a takeaway? Is there something that people walk away with knowing, or just the just are they relating to it as a family, as as someone that has siblings? I'm sure everyone goes in there and walks out and goes, "Oh, I that's because I'm hearing you talk about." with your brother it doesn't have to deal with autism to me like i talk to my brother every day in a certain way too yeah well i guess the takeaway would be would be that number one autism awareness and Mm -hmm. number two that there's not enough help for people who are adults who have autism all the sort of social assistance kind of ends once they leave high school uh, college maybe depending where you are so it's really up to, you know, a fa- you're the family, and if the family has means to to make to make sacrifices, right? Uh, so, but and if the family me- doesn't have means to, then they're like literally on the street, so right. And means doesn't even just mean money; like it means time, like to look into time. all the services and find the yeah. right services and find, you know, I guess loophole is the wrong word, but like the right phone number to call. You know that yeah. sometimes that's even. A thing I've heard, you know, I I don't know it's from experience, tough. but I I just know that that's yeah. a big part of it. If you are like uneducated and you have like three jobs and four children, you don't have time, right, to find the right number to find to, to to. It's like a full time job to yeah. wrangle the right services and get through all the red tape and find the groups you know that will do it for you or help you. And then if they do exist in your area, which they probably don't, right, but. Yeah. So, you know, that that's kind of it. And yeah, there's no no real takeaway. It's just like what what is it like people? What is it like to have someone with a disability in your family, especially if you're the only sibling? What does that mean in the future? It's all on you. It was on me growing up. It's affected my relationships. I know like like it's definitely like I'm seeing a therapist now. You're welcome, ladies. And uh, a real we have a hero amongst us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just very, you know, very evident that yeah. one of the reasons why I've been single for a long time is because I grew up in chaos. Mm-hmm. Complete. My, my parents are crazy. Uh, they, my brother was a stressful situation that exacerbated the craziness. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I dealt with a bunch of issues as like a teenager, which I get into. Uh, I got sent to boot camp and stuff. And anyway, everything was a really bad OCD. And um, and and it, and it and so when I look at relationships, I think of them as like a crazy place. Right. So I'm like, ah, why do I want to get embroiled in this that mess? I just want to be safe and alone. Right. And um, and every time I'd look for somebody, uh, 
and my ex actually was the, the was the least dramatic of all my exes. But every one of my exes have been have been an ab- absolute uh, hurricane of a person. Okay, because I'm like, oh, that's a that's this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. Just and a bipolar, I guess, violent alcoholic. That's and good. I guess when you're alone, less variables, less chance for failure, all those things. And that's a relatable thing to anyone that's single yeah. later in life and not sure about moving to the next step. Well, we want everyone to go check out Graham's show. It is called Pete and Me, and it is at the St. Mark's, under St. Mark's Theater. It's a great small venue, fun, great night out in the village, fun. You're going to have, yeah. like, and, and people that listen to this show, I say this all the time. You're, you know, you're li- if you're living in New York or you're visiting, you're looking for that cool thing that, you know, how do I do the thing that it would be New Yorky? I would say this yeah. is the most New Yorky thing you could do. Go to Graham's Instagram at Mr. Graham K. Um, it is October 5th, 7th, 12th, and 13th, and 14th under St. Mark's Theater. You're going to love the show. Go enjoy it. Uh, Graham's social media will be all over mine and also in the description of this episode. Are you ready to do the the show? You ready to answer some emails? I am. I have one more promo, though. If you don't live Please. in the New York area, I've got a YouTube special called Graham K. Live in a Bowling Alley. There it is. It. So it's 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 literally, if you're on YouTube, you can see it right behind Graham's head is the right. poster for Live in a Bowling Alley. And you can go catch it on YouTube. Go to Graham's Instagram at Mr. Graham K. All the links are there. Are you ready? Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send your emails. Again, lifestyle, friendship, relationships, all the stuff you want a perspective on from people who don't know anything but honestly don't have to look you in the eye to tell you what they really think, and most of your friends can't do that. So before we get started, you used to only have two options, make coffee at home and make a total mess of your kitchen or waste tons of time to splurge at the drive-thru. Now there's the best option, Cometeer. Cometeer makes frozen coffee pucks from craft coffee beans by the very best roasters in the country. Each coffee puck is flash frozen at peak flavor to lock in freshness. So I had a long conversation with the Cometeer people about a year ago. They didn't sponsor the podcast. They just sent me a bunch. They said, basically, coffee, when you see it in the grocer or when you smell it at Starbucks, it is literally dying as you smell it. And what they do is the minute they get it grown, they flash freeze it and they send you off a little concentrated little puck. And I I didn't believe it until I tasted it. It's the best coffee I have ever had. It's all your favorite roasters and they have different, you know, different varieties and things like that. But you have to taste it to believe it. Like I'm someone who uses sweet and low because I don't like a bitter taste. The bitterness is gone. It is like a real cup of coffee. It's a fun thing to make. It comes in these cold concentrates. You can put it with ice and fill it with water. You can put it with hot water. I really do, as a coffee drinker myself, I'd probably drink coffee three times a day. Coffee's an event for me. This has been part of my now coffee rotation. You're going to love it. For hot coffee, just drop the puck uh, a frozen coffee extract into your coffee. Add hot water to melt it. You can make iced coffee lattes, even affogados and martinis. The options are endless. So join the future of coffee with Cometeer 
and get a curated starter pack of their most popular roasts. Go to cometeer.com slash JTrain to get a free eight-pack and a travel mug when you sign up. That's a free eight-pack of coffees and a travel mug when you sign up at com slash JTrain. I, I have to tell you, people, I love it. I am a huge Cometeer drinker, and I think you got to taste it to know about it. And again, the travel mug is pretty great. I have that too. So get on that, Cometeer. Um, let's get to the emails. You ready, Graham K? I'm locked in. SOS, how do I get over this ick? Dear J Train, love you and all that you do. I have a problem. I'm on Hinge and I'm matching with a lot of guys that seem great. But there's one thing that immediately gives me the ick. Sometimes I'll be nosy and look back at their profile after a couple of dates and see that they changed their prompts, pictures, locations, etc. I cannot figure out why this bothers me so much. I think it's partially because it solidifies that they're still looking for other options, but it also feels like they're trying way too hard to get laid. Like, read a book or go outside. Why are you spending time changing your Hinge profile? Do you have any advice on how to get past this? Or when I see this, should I throw in the towel? Because clearly they aren't interested enough to focus just on me. Appreciate any insight you have. Come back to San Francisco soon. What do you think, Graham K? I get it. I, 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 I've done the same thing, mm-hmm. and I felt the same way. And you've seen just, uh, their, them change their profile after you've gone on a date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I like somebody, it's the mm-hmm. only, it's the, you only do it right. when you like somebody. Right, right. Uh, and then, uh, and you already know you're in trouble as soon as you do that. You're like, oh man, I'm like they aren't as locked in as I am because mm-hmm. they're changing it, and I'm obviously like you too much because i'm checking and then you look at your you start looking at your text exchange and there's just way mm. too much blue not enough gray like there's way too much of you on there right on the right you're you're swimming like, in the atlantic oh my god yeah you're drowning you're like, yeah it's just a fact of the matter like it's, the, it's just modern dating and the reason why you feel that way is not because you're wrong it's because you're mm. a human being right um, and you've shared something with somebody and online dating, it just makes people feel like you, it makes it easy for them to consider you not a, not a real human being. Right. They can just and swipe away. this is a classic example of look at me. I went ahead and hurt my own feelings, you know, <laughs> like just by looking and I everything you say is correct. I. Sometimes the answer's in the email. I think it's funny. This question's about what do I do about getting past people looking, you know, changing their profile after we've gone on the date. Um, I'm telling you, let's let's go the ob- I don't think that's what the question's about. You know, they write a couple things. They cha- you know, they say this bothers me so uh, this bothers me a lot. Um, it's it, it also feels like they're trying hard to get laid. Do you have any advice on how to get past this? Or when I should, when I see this, should I throw in the towel because clearly they, they aren't interested enough to focus on me? Yeah, I guess those are ways of looking at it. But to me, let's start practicing getting turned off. You know, and, and yeah. I think it's interesting that they're like swimming against the current of their own feelings. Like, you know, when you see that they've changed their profile, they even write, like, go read a book or go outside. Like, okay, you're turned off. You know, like you 
have moved on from dating mm. app to the point where you're making sure that it's okay for you to move on. You like them so much. And I think like this person's just avoiding their feelings at every turn because they like them so much to go look back and say, well, hopefully they didn't change anything because I'm on step two of many step program. Yeah. They, they need to go and be disappointed in these people, be turned off and, Maybe I don't think it's about getting over it. It's about letting someone know, hey, I saw you change your profile. I'm a little turned off by that. I'm kind of on step two with you. Or yeah. it's going, I'm turned off enough to let this lie and move on. But I think for them, it's like there's no such thing as getting over an ick. Once you see it, it can't be unseen. You are turned off. And I think it's okay to let that wash over your body a little bit. There, mm-hmm. Don't you feel the resistance to their own feelings in this email? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to accept that you're turned off. And this person, maybe you're like, oh, he's too desperate. He looks desperate. And right. That's, the, that's a turn off. Maybe. I, right. You know what? This person helped me get over the next person that I see do that because I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, it's desperate. They're desperate. Right. Change the perspective. I think that's a big part of this. It's like your perspective is so key to your dating life. And it's like it's okay to go, oh, you're just out there going to get laid, which means you only went on the date with me to get laid, which means that when it didn't work out with me, you're still texting with me because maybe you'll fuck me in the future. Listen, that might also turn other people on. Hey, I was on this day just to get laid. Now I know they're on it to get laid. It can go both ways. If you're stuck in right wrong, then you're you're done in dating. If you're just if you live in that ain't for me, <laughs> you're going to be so yeah. much better off because what this person is looking is for like almost like an allowance to be feeling what they feel like. And I totally understand. They want to go to the, you know, they want to come to the J train podcast and go, right. Look at this idiot trying to get laid. And in my opinion on that is, yeah, people are out there just trying to get late. Sorry. Yeah, yeah they it's are raining out and, and they, uh, that you have yeah. that right too. guess what? You also have the right to go. Ew. You were just trying to get laid or you have yeah. the right to go. Oh, they're just trying to get laid. Like it can go all ways. So you know, it's funny. This person would probably hear us say, "Like, oh, oh, that could excite you." And they're like, "Who would that excite?" Someone. That's what this person's hoping for. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's I, I, again feel the feelings as much as that's hokey and cheesy advice. This this person's doing everything they can not to feel. Yeah, it's also in before online dating. After you met a guy in a coffee shop and you exchanged numbers and went on a date, he was still out there, right? Un- until you lo- until you both had a conversation. Ignorance is bliss. If you know, yeah. I and and honestly, if I'm this person, I I can't tell you not to look back. Like that's a that's a that's a way of like not having to feel this way again. But I think your natural, like I think like. Again, like to feel your feelings, your natural motion was to make sure that this person was safe and you found out that maybe they're not. Now, I'm not saying them changing their profile is 100 percent meaning that they're out there out there just lurking in bushes trying to fuck. But (laughs) the chances are more likely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. bad. But if they were on the spectrum of things, bad, bad, (laughs) red flag. 
That's a bad thing. But again, yes. on the list of options, the percentages change. Now, I also think it's okay to say, hey, if you've been on five dates with someone and you're like right on the edge of deleting the apps and then you're like, okay, on my way out the door, right. let me go check right. their their Hinge yeah. profile. And then you see that it's a whole new profile. <laughs> I think it's also okay to let that person know. like, And, and again, this is me encouraging vulnerability. It's just them working out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, shirt oh, off. God. I guess. Oh, it, no. It's them holding a sign that says, one last fuck before I go into marriage. You're like, oh, no, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on here? Yeah. Again, I... Another red flag. Uh, there's a red flag. And I would also say to this person, if that was the case, that's an extreme case. But it's not so extreme to be like, again, like if we're like read between the lines, it's not that extreme to go, wow, I really like this person. I'm getting off this app. Let me check and make sure they're not like yeah, yeah. doodling around on here, whatever doodling means. And, and then you find out they are. It's yeah. OK to say to that person, hey, OK, let me level with you. I'm about to delete this app because I want to concentrate on us. I was really disappointed to see that it's you 100%. shirtless with a tiger trying to encourage other women to fuck you. Yeah. You can step up to me or not. I do think there's there can be um, redemption in this too. J train podcast yeah. at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com this episode is brought to you by better help if anxiety has you paralyzed it's really hard to live the life you want therapy is an amazing way to break down your anxiety so you can live more fully better helps online therapy is an amazing tool graham was saying you you're, you're in therapy yourself here's what yeah. i love about better help and i've said this many times it is a great entryway into the therapy game. Maybe you've never gone. Maybe you're new to it. Maybe you're just looking to browse. Wow. And to do that from your own home in a marketplace that gives you options for the type of therapy you're looking for, what a great opportunity to just check it out. And and if you don't get your first, if you don't get with, uh, gel with your first therapist, you can switch any time for no additional charge, no question asked. So the beauty of Online therapy is you're not paying for the offices and the waiting room. You're also able to switch with ease, go from one therapist to another. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash JTrain, BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. Just know that if you switch therapists, mm. they may check your profile. So don't <laughs> get a new photo. If, if you switched then, your photos around, yeah. go check out Graham K at Mr. Graham K on Instagram. The one-man show is called Pete and Me, and it is at the Under St. Mark's Theater. Go to at Mr. Graham K. His YouTube special's there. The tickets for the, for the theater show is there. Unwanted friend who was never really a friend. Jared, thanks for all the entertainment and advice you provide. Anyway, I'm a 28-year-old woman who uses social media pretty regularly, but I've been trying to avoid messages from a woman I don't really know who seems to be trying to form a friendship. I was on a soccer team with this person when we were six, and we never hung out outside of soccer uh, soccer then or any other time since then. I accepted a Facebook friend request from her a few years ago because I'm admittedly nosy. And it can be fun to see how people from your childhood turned out, LOL. I, I don't think it's nosy to accept a friend request from someone you were on a soccer team at six. 
<coughs> people reconnect that way all the time. We didn't yeah. interact on Facebook at all, but recently she's been sending me these messages, usually just trying to make small talk. I would sometimes respond to be polite, but most of the time I would just avoid opening the message. However, she has recently been sending even more messages, often asking more personal things. I'm a bisexual woman, and during Pride Month, I did post a few uh, things related to being queer or events for Pride Month in my city. She then asked if I was part of the LGBTQ plus community and what my pronouns are, if I'm seeing someone, what their name is, etc. I can see on her page that she is in a relationship with a woman, and so am I. So I'm not sure if she was just trying to make a new friend or what. Either way, I ignored her personal questions, and she followed up with, I would love to talk to you more. For some reason, I would feel bad about just unfriending her, but since I find these messages weird and too personal, I decided I just need to say something to her mm -hmm. or uh, to let her know I'm not interested in pursuing a friendship or anything. How should I go about this? Thanks in advance, the potentially rude queer. What do you think, Graham K.? I think this person is hitting on you mm -hmm. and they want to sleep with you and mm -hmm. you are, if you're not into it, uh, just slowly ignore them. Just right. You know, I, it is, if you've I, never I'm, met with the person, you can always ghost. I feel there's gotta be another folder. Like, you know, on Instagram, there's like the yeah. restricted button where you can like put this person under a restricted phylum and you can always see the messages that come yeah. through and you can just delete them and just know that they have done something in the past that it's really not worth talking to them in the future and yeah. kind of let the baby cry itself out in the way that you're talking about i i think for this yeah. and i agree with you i think this person's hitting on you i think what you know facebook is the way this all goes down it's always this way when you hear about people cheating or people getting outside of their marriage or people getting outside of their relationship, it's always with a, hey, remember soccer when we were six? And then it turns into who you seeing? Oh, you're part of the LGBTQ plus community as well. And then, oh, you know, I've been with my wife for this many years. Things have been tough lately. Like it always mm -hmm. this yeah. is kind of the story that yeah. you hear. And Graham, you and I yeah. are the, the same age. Like we're similar ages. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you hear this from the post thirties people like that. You're like, and, and you hear these stories like too removed. Oh, it started with this Facebook thing. I'm, it's a friend request. It's a, it's, and also it's a warm lead. Like, you know, these yeah. people, <laughs> you yeah. are yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. You, it's funny that like yeah. one person's, I don't I haven't seen this person since I was six and we played youth soccer as another person's, Hey, you know, we know each other from six and they're part of the community yeah, and they're by. I'm just looking for an in. I'm just right. looking for an in. That's yeah. All. One, the, the person trying to cheat is looking for an in. The person who's like, what's going on is wondering, <laughs> why am I interacting with why? someone from youth soccer at six years old? Yeah. Because they want to use your holes. That's why. <laughs> they, they are in. They want in. They, 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 they want in. They want in. They, so, well, so you'd go the path of least resistance, which is to say nothing. Yeah, because then you're getting, you haven't met them. I mean, if you've hung out with somebody a couple of times, um, I, you know, I feel like you always should, you, you, even if you met them online, you, 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 they're human beings. You should text them, at least make up some excuse. But if you've never met them, path of least resistance, just be like, oh, I forgot, or, you know, just you keep every once in a while, don't respond. And then There's they'll a, write something, and then you can be like, oh, I've been busy, uh, maybe later, and then they'll eventually get me, the idea. 
Don't you think that's so much headspace to give to someone that you really just want nothing to do with? I mean, to me, there's two options. Am I being a coward? Should I talk to my therapist about this? I think there's a cowardly option, too, though. We can put them in the spam folder and forget they ever existed. You can be friends with them. You can mute them. Put them in the spam folder. It just keeps going to spam. They'll be talking to themselves for the rest of their lives. You don't have to think about it anymore. That's one option. And I think that's like closer to the option you're giving. Here's my other option. Hey, you wait until they ask you a personal question again. You write back to them. Hey, I really appreciate the messages. I'm not looking to have. Ah, I'm, I'm that even sounded too strong. Hey, I appreciate your messages. I'm in a very loving, happy relationship. These questions feel too personal for me. I wish you only the best, but I'm going to step away at this time. I think that's like a stern enough thing to say where, you know, the bug scurries away, so to speak, or they get apologetic. Or, you, yeah, or some. So you're advocating being an adult. That's fair. <laughs> I uh, There's an adult way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I, yeah. I would say something along those lines for sure. You could do you could do that. Easier advice maybe, to give than to take. I agree. Totally. Maybe you could be like. Things are really busy right now with my uh, wife. Things are, you know, where we got a lot of stuff planned. Um, I'll let you know if something frees up. It's like one of those things, too. Yeah. Like, well, that to me, some people just never get it. Like, the yeah. if you go half, they go, they take the half where they're not bothering you. Like, yeah. I, I just think being direct. I, I also think there, you know, it, the interesting part about this is like, an option is to say, we should go on a double date. And then you watch yeah. them go, ah, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And then they back away and they never want to uh, do it. But that's too much yeah, of a yeah. risk. Like they might but then actually, you end up on a double date. Yeah, you then know, you end and up on like, a, and you're like, what? And then some, they're like licking their lips across the table. When you're 28 and you haven't seen somebody for 22 years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. I know, but these <laughs> things happen. And like the the yeah. thing is, here's the annoying part about this person is there. We both know they're hitting on you, but they have kept and they've kept a grip onto blissful naivete. So they always get the opportunity to be like, oh, whoa, whoa. I was just trying to be friends. I'm just trying to catch up with someone that I haven't seen since I was six years old. And they get to take the moral hierarchy in this whole thing. And again, I'm always going to be on this person's side. This person is right. This is uncomfortable. This is annoying. So you have two people here agreeing with you. So either put them in spam or be direct because I think in the court of public opinion, I they can always say, "Oh, whoa! I'm just trying to be friends," but you you know what's going on. Yeah, J Train Podcast I mean, I... at gmail dot com, J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. Here with Graham K at Mr. Graham K on Instagram. Go follow. When packing for a trip, it's easy to focus on the clothes and toothbrush and totally overlook what suitcase you're using. One of the suitcases uh, wheels won't spin. There isn't enough room for everything you want. We're planning on bringing. There aren't enough pockets to keep everything organized. I, listen, I'm going to be done with this script right now because I have base. I love base. I use it every time I travel. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm traveling every week pretty much. And 
There has been no luggage that has lived up to what base has done for me. There's so many compartments. It has a cushioned handle that like you think you don't need and then you have it and you're like, I'm never going to live without this again. It has 360 degree gliding wheels. It fits in every overhead. It has a built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes. I, ha- I It has so much room that I have one pocket that I have dedicated to golf supplies. And you're like, Jared, do you golf all the time? No. Are you looking it up right now? It's beautiful. I'm in the, I'm in, honestly, I'm in the market for a new carry on because I, like you, I travel every weekend and mine is like cracking. Oh, you know, I will tell you this right now. It's the most, I brought it to Europe. I brought this bag, the base rolling bag, and the weekender to Europe. That's all I needed. I was there for two and a half weeks or something. I was all there and all my luggage. Again, I'm I'm bringing up the golf compartment because I'm using compartments for nothing. Like I'm not even like, you know, like I'm wasting a pocket and you would think, "Well, that's lunacy." Well, there's enough room for everything. Right now, Base is offering J Train listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash jtrain go to basetravel.com slash jtrain for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash jtrain here with Graham K his show Pete and me it's at the under St. Mark's Theater October 5th 7th 12th 13th and 14th at Mr. Graham K I'm telling you right now you're gonna love this show you're gonna enjoy it you're gonna be you're gonna be on cloud nine this is the time of year to do New Yorky stuff, to go to yep. St. Mark Street, get a good dinner, have a date, get some drinks, go see an amazing show, go see something that's personal and wonderful and not something that's put out by Paramount or something. It's just a personal endeavor, and that's what Graham's doing. So go, go, go at Mr. Graham K. L- lying with love. Should yep. my son tell his grandfather he is getting married? even if he's years away from it. Jared and generous gift, generous guest, wishing you piles of whisper soft feathers, sweet talking your junk. Mm -hmm. While I am not in your target demographic, I'm squarely Gen Z, or Gen X, I'm sorry. I am am squarely Gen X. I adore your podcast and have listened to your entire back catalog. Thank you. Your humor and grace are an addictive cocktail. Well, thank you. I'll get to it. My son and his girlfriend of three years are committed to one another and have said that while they are not sure they are into the idea of marriage, if they were, they would marry each other. Even as a Jewish mother, that's totally fine with me. I already think of his significant other as my daughter-in-law and love her dearly. Here's my issue. My father-in-law is 82, living in Israel and not in good health. My kids only get to see their grandparents a few times a year, and each time they return, they report their grandfather's deteriorating health, especially his memory and concerns that each visit might be the last one. Every time my son and his girlfriend visit, his grandfather asks about when they are getting married, but more significantly, when they are having kids. He is genuinely saddened that none of his eight grandchildren are engaged, let alone married with kids. I told my son when he visits in August, he should do his grandfather a mitzvah of sorts and announce an engagement and let him know they definitely want kids once they're married. To me, it falls under the 
true enough category of white lies. (laughs) It will bring an old ailing man buckets full of joy. This is not a ploy to get my kid married, rather to bring some light to an aging man who, though his losing his memory by a thousand little drops, will be over the moon to know his grandson will be settled. Frankly... Given the grandfather's short-term memory loss, they could potentially tell this lie several times and bring countless moments of happiness. My son thinks this idea is nuts. I'm hoping you and your guests have thoughts about this. Thanks so much for considering this. Wishing you only good things and continued success, whether or not that includes marriage, a potentially crazy mother. What do you think, Graham K? I love this email for you. Because it is, yeah. uh, on the subject of the show, it is Because like, I'm going senile. Yes, this is a, this yes. is what the this is the ending who of the show you? is that Graham my doesn't wife? know who he is. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the big reveal. I'm sorry to ruin the show. Um no, but yeah. you the idea of giving yourself to someone else in a selfless way. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lifetime of that for you or a feeling of that. No? Well, yeah. I I I guess so. I mean, that's something that I've been I've been thinking about lately, um, and I. But this is a little different. I mean, I don't, I don't lie to my lie to my brother, and then I'm not like you know you know. Uh, I, uh, I everything's gonna be all right. I got a girlfriend for you. Just later, <laughs> you know. But you put gonna... your emotional state aside yeah. to like, you know, to kind of like be there for your brother. No, like to me, it's like the mother's you know the mother's ask right now. If we if we really break yeah. it down is tell your grandfather a white lie so that I can feel good about my grand about my dad or father-in-law feeling good. You're doing this for your mom, really. Like, you know, totally, you know, so like, I'm sure you've been in a position where your parents like do this for us. You yeah. know, because we need the help. And and I think the mom is the the mom. The, the part the mom is not thinking of is this son of hers has to basically say I would get married to my significant other without getting married, which will be held against him if he ever wants to back out. The reason they're not getting married is they're afraid That's, of commitment. Yeah. And, That's right. You know, and now you're kind of, you know, taking away you're actually hurting your son and 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 putting your son in the most the thing they fear most, they're literally two people who are like, we'd get married if we were into the idea of marriage. Well, why aren't they into the idea of marriage? It's because they're afraid of disappointing the person across from them they're afraid. and, and or fucking he's up their afraid. lives. Or she's afraid. Now, yeah. Right. One, one scenario, you've explained the one scenario where he would be afraid because then that would put paint him into a corner where right. it, you know, could end up ruining it. But what, Saying if, if you she... would get married is as bad as getting married. But go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And then... That yeah, totally. And then if she is the one who is afraid, um, and he is not, and he wants to get married, right? That could potentially scare her off, and then he never gets what he wants. <laughs> right. It's gotten too serious for yeah. what she's looking for, and yeah. now she's like, "Listen, this whole thing got weird. I have to do this like rom com. Tell your grandfather we're getting married." You know, yes. where does this end? Like the grandfather now lives another year. Hey, we're going to go to Israel. Wear a wear a wedding dress for me. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to hire an actor case... kid. <laughs> yeah, this is our our baby. It's just a yeah. little person. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I guess it's got to mo- be union. You, you, you right. can't get a kid actor. It's going to, you know, like yeah. the mother is thinking of herself. 
And I understand mm-hmm. that. And the mother's th- thinking that she's, again, she used the word mitzvah, good deed. She's thinking she's doing a good deed for the father, yeah. but she's really doing a good deed for herself and not really thinking of the whole reason her kid has decided to not get married. She wants this listener, uh, this lovely listener, in my opinion, wants her son to get married. <laughs> right. And she is hoping that this will make them realize they'll be so romantic. Right. You know, they'll be in Israel. We'll be by the they'll... beach. They'll be like, we're pretend married. Maybe we should get married. Maybe we should. You know, they'll like see a, the like a tear. romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. this is so rom com They'll see the tear <laughs> in Zadie's yeah. eye as he looks <laughs> yeah. on to the yeah. wonderful couple. And they'll go, you know what? Let's yeah. just get married by the Sea of sure. Galilee and, yeah. you know, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is the she is only thinking of herself, even though she thinks she's not because she's not even in Israel to watch the grandfather have this happy moment. She's just guessing yeah. that it's happy. She doesn't even know how happy yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think all that being said, mm. all that being said, I think they should just do it. <laughs> who cares i i i i don't i i no i think i you know what i think it's especially if he's forgetting everything like even she even says who who cares he forgets every five second anyways um so then why do you care that he's gonna yeah, forget yeah, this yeah, yeah. and it will live yeah. with your son and his girlfriend forever and it might drive a wedge in their relationship they have it good right now they're trying to figure it out and you you know, Grandpa's figured it out. It's over for him. Zadie's dying. It's over. I'm sorry. He's going to ship off into the Dead Sea, and it's done. But this this kid has a life <laughs> that, to lead. Is that what happens over there? They put him. That's on a what ship? we do. We we put and him on put him on the on a dock, and we watch, you yeah. know it's like a Viking funeral, a Viking, Viking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I we put him on a menorah, and we set the menorah off you, you into light the it Dead on Sea. Fire? We we only if it's gonna last for eight days. We right. you know, we don't want to do that. I knew I was missing something. Right. Yes. If it lasts right. for eight days, then they go to heaven. If it lasts for one, they gotta stay and complain about the soup being cold forever. <laughs> it's really a wild uh tradition we have. But I don't know. I, I do understand You're what you're saying. Fascinating people. Happy New it, Year, it, by the way. Thank you, thank you. It's a big yeah. time of year for us. I I understand. I think she's wonderful and awesome. I do think she's doing the crazy mother thing of like not seeing the perspective of her son and why this might be what's small for her might be huge for him. And I think how about they yes. go and have a nice time with your Zadie and enjoy yeah. him without lying to him so that you can feel good way back in New Jersey. J train podcast yeah. at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Graham K at Mr. Graham K on Instagram go follow the show Pete and me also his YouTube special live in a bowling alley is out on YouTube you can go watch it right now dates asking to be friends Jared 
Long-time listener. I've had two dates this week where I've been asked if I'd be open to connecting as friends. I'm a 32-year-old single guy living in Brooklyn. I have five close friends in the city. I don't need any more, quote-unquote, friends. While I have been going out and meeting new people and friends in New York, it feels disingenuous to be friends with anyone off the app. I'm attracted, and if we remain friends, I'll feel either one or both the parties are lying to themselves. Have you ever been friends with someone off the apps? Thank you for your wise words. As always, 32 and single. What do you think, Graham K? Would you be friends with someone you met on the apps? No. 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 You're this, on this there. Po- you're on there to... to one of two things, possibly a third thing, possibly a fourth, if you're into that. Uh, the, you, you're not there to make friends. You, you no. no, only I will say this. And if you are listening and you feel hurt by this, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. But in my opinion, if you are on the apps to make friends, uh, you're a psychopath. Right. Uh, you're you're a snake in the weeds. Right. Get out of there. You're weirding right. everybody out. <laughs> We're on there. Well, to, to meet a partner or get laid and that's it you know it's knocking it's, on the door being like i'm here to give money to homeless children and then they open up and you go i'd like money for myself like you've just been it's disingenuous i i here's the other thing just because it can happen doesn't mean it has to happen so that's right yes people right. have become friends with people they've met on dating apps again the morality here is what you don't want a friend so of course this person's writing into us because they feel like a jerk who am i to say i don't need a friend i they are put in a position to feel like a jerk when they're not being a jerk you i have become friends with people i met on dating apps and it was after we fucked we got it out of our system we both realized this isn't the match for us we went to our separate corners of the earth. We started texting again. We had a conversation that was like, hey, uh, let's just be friends. And we started talking about our other dating escapades. And it kind of worked out that way. You know what happened to those people? They went and got married, and I don't talk to them ever again. They weren't really friends. They were people to talk to to keep up your time and energy until you found the real person for you. It really doesn't work out yeah. that way. 99% of the people you meet on dating apps are to date and to maybe you know and maybe break up with or maybe not have anything happen with and that's okay this person they will always go ahead go go ahead they will always there will, uh, one of you will always want to sleep with each other because it started off that way it didn't start off through a friend of a friend on a friend ba- base you both looked at each other's picture and you both decided i want to i want to fuck that person maybe well, Right. And, and and what what happened was this is a male listener writing in and they're saying, I went out with all the with these two women and they said, will you be friends? So the women got on the date with them were like and, and again, women will go on dates because ah, they check a lot of boxes. They seem like a nice guy. Then they get on the date. And They go not for me. And that's yeah. OK. When yeah. you're on the date as a man. I can speak for myself. I'm on the date because I really think they're attractive. I'm not going to go on a date where they're not attractive. I don't care what boxes they check. If the I'm not attracted box is checked, I ain't going. So you were on the date because you were attracted. So you will hold that with you and and speak for like I can speak for this guy. Now I can't speak for the woman. I think she can go. Oh, he's a nice guy, and I you know I didn't even want to fuck one to begin with because now I, now that I've gotten over that, they're actually being selfish. If you think about it, they're like, well, now that I've met them and I realize I don't want to fuck them, I could use a friend. And it's like, no, no, no. 
he met you because he wanted to fuck. So you need to be self-preserving and back away and be polite and say, listen, I appreciate the offer, but that's okay. You don't even have to say anything. I would just say, I wish you the best or nothing. Goodbye. We went on a date. It's over. Don't answer. JTrainPodcast.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. You got time for one more, Graham? Yeah, I'm here. Let's do one more. Let's do help all my friends or haters. Anytime I see the word hater, I usually think the person writing it. (laughs) Ooh, I got a little sneeze there. Every time I see the word hater, I think the person writing it is the delusional one. Let's see. (laughs) Everyone hates me. Right. They're wrong. (laughs) They're wrong. Yeah. Dearest Jared and esteemed guests, I'm a 31-year-old single woman with several friend groups from different walks of life. I am the only single person in any of my groups. Normally, this doesn't bother me. My friends don't exclude me from anything. We have plenty of girls' nights, and I really enjoy most of their significant others as well. The problem is when all of my married or otherwise non-single girlfriends absolutely eviscerate the entire male population as a casual joke. It seems like all of my married friends are happy to discuss the leading dating nightmare TikTok or how to discuss... Or how disgusting, untrustworthy, immature men are in general. Except when it comes to their men, right? Right. It's very hard to have these conversations with happily partnered people because they have no idea how defeating it is to have to hear things like, I'm so lucky I found my husband because the dating pool is trash. I don't know how you do it. It has me feeling depressed about the dating scene and that it is the opposite of how I want to approach dating. How should I broach the subject with my friends to let them know that I really can't partake in these conversations anymore because it's affecting my mental health related to dating and relationships? Thanks, tired of the hateration holleration. I thought this emailer was going to be delusional. I couldn't agree with them more. I think this is a problem. I mean, you're talking, uh, thank God you have two straight men here to agree with you because we don't like the (laughs) hatred either. But we're speaking from a reasonable point of view. Again, what they're talking about is junk food. It is the easy thing to collaborate on. Look at all these trash men because the stories that get out there aren't the stories of, hey, we went on three dates and really connected and deleted the apps at the same time, and now we're in yes. a happy, stable relationship. That doesn't go viral on TikTok. The only thing that goes yes. viral is the garbage, which we it feels like is out there more than when it actually isn't as much as what we see. What do you think, Greg? Totally. I think that these people are also, first of all, 100% agree. Second of all, these people are probably projecting. You know, They might have gotten right. into a fight with their husband, <laughs> and they're like, you know what? At least I'm not out there. Everyone out there is trash. I found right. somebody. You know, they're trying to twist. They're convincing themselves that they've made the right choice. Every time right. they say something like that, they're trying to convince themselves and everyone around them that they figured it out. They made the right choice and their life is perfect. They're 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 like doing an Instagram sure. profile uh, in re- in real life for you. Of their sure, life. he spits on the Wait. sink when he brushes his teeth, but at least he's not this ghoster that's out there on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By I the way, totally he's agree. out with his friends right now, and he's not getting back to me, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I I agree. There, it is about yeah. them, not you. Could yeah. not agree more. And I I think again, like I talk about this on the special. I talk about you know your married friends, you know, basically talking about your life as if they pity it and they don't 
see, you know, they, they, and, and honestly, there's some jealousy in there when they talk about it that way. They go, well, you know, I got to talk trash on it because I don't want to think of it as actually being a fun time or being something where something better could have been out there for me, even though I signed up for long term on this life. And it does get annoying because, again, everyone's a fuck boy until they're your guy and then they're yeah. a salt of the earth. Oh, yeah. my God. My dad is a hero amongst men. And the reality is everyone's just fine not good not bad somewhere in the middle somewhere on the spectrum of great to garbage so i think how does she say something to her friends i mean that's that's the hard i mean i i i think i think you can just be honest and be like guys i am out there dating yeah and uh you know it's discouraging you just be right be completely honest because what you're saying is actually once you put it out to them, I think, especially if they're your real friends, they'll still be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Course. Because get it, carried it away. Is. I think you're 100 percent that your feelings are 100 percent valid. Mm. If I was in your shoes, I feel like I would feel the same thing. I'm out right. there. It's not easy to put yourself out there. It's not easy to make to mm-hmm. choose photos and then choose a profile. Do I look good in this one? Is someone going to swipe on me? It's disgusting. The whole thing is embarrassing. Three dates in, you got to go back and change your photos so you can try and fuck as many people as possible. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that you can keep dating this one. Well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. No, it's hard keeping all the them straight. You know, it's not easy. And I think this person knows that. Your friends obviously know that they're, they're talking about it. Next time they bring this up. I would or get in that hating thing. I think what Graham's saying is right. A little vulnerability goes a long way where you go, hey, yeah. I know this is a fun conversation, but I'm actually out there amongst these people and may go on a date with one of these garbage people, but I'm really trying to block that out so that I can stay positive. Does anyone here work with someone that might be single as well that you don't think is garbage? Can we have a positivity minute? I would do that. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a positivity minute because yeah. your girl here is still single. Who's name name one cool guy you know? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So you guys have your negative time, negative Nancy time. Okay, that's over. Now it's positive minute. I want to hear from each of you one guy that you like hanging out with at work or in friendships or your husband's friends. If you can't produce one, you can't hate. I would go one for one. You can talk shit if you bring me you know, manna from heaven. Bring me, bring me some sustenance if you want to keep chewing on the fat of these garbage dudes. Yeah, or I'm just going to list all of the freedoms I have and how there's no pee on my <laughs> toilet seat. Right. Or I'm going to tell you what about your husband's turn me off because That's now right. you'll never yeah. unsee them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Graham K, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. I, I had a great time. Last time I did this podcast a couple of years ago, I had a few people reach out um, we, we had, and it, it was awesome. You got a great uh, group of fans and listeners. We, so We love to hear it. They come out for the shows. I know that, especially a one man show in New York. We've had guests in the past where, you know, uh, people have gone out and really enjoyed themselves. So I want everyone to go check out Graham's show 
at Mr. Graham K on Instagram. It is called Pete and Me. It's a wonderful show under St. Mark's Theater, October 5th, 7th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails. Keep sending them in, jtrainpodcast.com. Back next week. Boom.